This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We've got a great show for you this week, albeit a bit of a sad one to round the year off. We've got three of our finest journalists leaving the newsroom. Michael Young, our education reporter, Alex Wood, our senior reporter, and Beth and Evans, our content editor. Um, it's a sad time, but exciting, very exciting for them. And we're going to be talking to them a bit about what they've got in store in their futures. So up first, we're going to talk to two of them, Michael Young and Beth and Evans together. So Christian and I are going to put it up here. Yeah, we are. A bit late. Are you gonna put Whoa, whoa. It's Christmas in like two minutes. For anyone, if if Chris manages to keep this into the podcast, there is a <laughs> there are parts of a fake Christmas tree, arti- artificial Christmas tree, in the room with snow spray. Yeah, which Bethan can't keep her hands off. No. Oh, put the, the tree down. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> put the brunch down. Yeah. Okay, hello. Uh, hello. Hola. <laughs> How are we both doing? Uh, very well. Let me introduce you, uh, firstly. So, um, my name is Bronwyn Weatherby. Um, I'm your host for the podcast today. And um, I'm sat here with Michael Young, Hello. our education reporter, and Beth and Evans, our Hello. lead content editor. I think that's your title. It is indeed. The head. <laughs> La boss. La boss, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's, a, it's a bittersweet episode today. Because I'm actually talking to you both because you're leaving. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we'll also be talking to Alex Wood later. Uh, he is also leaving, but he can't be here right now because he's getting his hair cut. Priorities. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> this <laughs> so, will be in his evaluation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> his final evaluation. Yeah. So um, it's a really exciting time, actually, um, being, mm-hmm. you know, a colleague. And I like to think of a friend to both of you. Indeed. Um, you mm-hmm. are both going off to some amazing jobs, uh, well-deserved jobs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, to kick it off, Yongi, do you want to explain where you're going? Um, I'm going back to Singapore and I'm going to be working for a um, for an international news English news channel um, over in Asia. I'll be spending, I'll be deputy editor there. And so a lot of it's just um, looking at copy, also deciding what sort of stories we're going to cover um, and hopefully guiding quite a few reporters um, along. Oh, you know how many reporters there yeah, are. Yeah, we have, we have a lot of reporters in a region and internationally, so it's just a case of coordinating everyone and saying these are the stories that are important and also how we tell them um, because I think international news sometimes gets, a, gets away with, with just reporting and just using wire copy or you know doing just the bare basics when we could be so much more and hopefully in a few years time obviously I need to get the grips of the job and everything uh, that will happen. Excellent so what you're essentially doing is you're going to be coordinating dozens of reporter yeah. reporters across Asia 
Uh, it's right? not just Asia, no. no across, across the, the world. world. Across the world, yeah. No pressure, Yongi. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you feeling about that challenge? I'm feeling really nervous because Chris is taking a picture of me now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am excited about it because um, I've obviously, I've gone on news desk before and, um, but, you know, um, it is, it is uh, obviously go, stepping up into a much sort of bigger scale uh, at the same time. Going back home, uh, I grew up in Singapore and so it is always going to be a, a both a challenge and you know a time of really exciting time for me um, everything I've learned in Britain I've been here 10 and a half years now everything I've learned here um, you know hopefully I can put put into the new job but yeah of course uh, knowing you and knowing how much you love reporting mm. um, I know it's been a big a big decision to actually step away from the actually reporting yeah. side of it what do you think you know you can bring to the editing side of it well let's see i mean i don't want to put too much pressure on myself that's the truth um i've never put pressure on myself as a reporter um as much as i love it i have hopefully done some good stories and uh, whenever i look back on it i always think you know journalism can make a difference and so hopefully that's the same when i become an editor i want to let my journalists who will be working with me on certain projects or subjects know that they can make a difference in what they do and sometimes it feels like when you're doing international reporting that might not be the case but I'll tell them to you know forget that for a minute and think about just what you're working on and how that's going to affect the people there because then it will then affect other people as well and so you know stop thinking big picture all the time and actually think this is the community we want to talk about this is what's important to them and actually other people will be interested as well so Amazing. I know. <laughs> okay, so um, there, there's I know, just possibly journal- other journalists or um, mm. aspiring journalists listening to this and might really like the sound of that job and that title. Mm. And you've obviously worked in journalism, I'm going to say over a decade. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, well, I, it's I, nearly I've, a I've decade, been, surely. I've been doing, including training at, you know, in university, yes, yeah, about a decade, yeah. Okay. How... Um, what what sort of advice would you give to someone wanting to sort of aim to that level of job and that kind of job that mm. you have now that you're going to? Um, I would say don't aim for it. <laughs> I would say do um, do what you believe is right, and always do, and always always as a journalist, just write what you believe is right. Don't write what is don't write write what is necessarily popular. Don't write what is necessarily what you necessarily think um, people want to read and that comes with a caveat by itself but always write what you think is right and always do what you think is right because eventually people are going to come around and people are going to say actually what you think is right I believe in as well and then you've gained a really good reader there and you know everyone's got to build up their own readership uh, we've got some outstanding journalists at Bristol Live yourself included Bron and oh, uh, who've, who've built up you know a real sort of readership and um so yeah you know it's uh, think about those people they're they're more important than the readers who might read you twice or three times in a year you know you want people to be able to read everything you write because they believe you and they trust you so i guess what you're saying is make sure you're doing what you believe in Mm. and do it well and that will sort of get you where you need to be eventually i think so i I wouldn't say i'm where i want to be (laughs) but um but yeah i'm where do you want to be (laughs) where i want to be um 
I actually really want to teach in the future at some point. Journalism? I, I want, yes, I want to train journalists. Um, but I'm very well aware I'm still quite young. I need a lot more experience before I get to that stage. So, yeah. Well, knowing you, I, I think that one day you'll make a very inspiring oh, uh, journalism teacher. Nice. So, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for talking to me um, about your, your future. Yeah, go to Bethany. <laughs> She's got more no, I'll turn my head to this lovely lady on my right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Beth and Evans. Hello. Hello. Um, can you explain to me a bit about where you're heading off to? Yeah, so I'm actually not heading that far away. <laughs> I'm just up the road. I'm going to BBC Bristol to work on the news desk there and work with the reporters um, on their website. Excellent. So, in terms of what you do now, mm -hmm. how will that change if it changes at all? Really. I don't think it's going to change massively. I mean, it might when I get there, I don't know. But I think it's going to be a lot of what I'm doing now in terms of editing copy and working with reporters and working with our digital editor and um, the other teams as well and what we're going to be looking at, the issues in Bristol, main stories, what we need to focus on, um, and maybe a bit of social media, but I'm not too sure. I'll find that out hopefully when I join. So how do you feel about leaving uh, the uh, Bristol Live newsroom? Us. <laughs> how do you feel about leaving me i i do feel really sad because i've i've made some really great friends here and and working with such extraordinarily talented people like yourself michael young tristan alex wood some of our new reporters as well sarah the people on breaking live like brianna and zosha and i'm afraid i haven't mentioned every single person but all mm. of them honestly are just absolutely fantastic we've got reporters here that can turn their hand to any story and that they can make really difficult and uncomfortable stories palatable and get those really important issues that some people would perhaps never touch out there into readers which I think is really important yeah um I think I can speak for everyone on the team when we say that you are someone that we trust sort of implicitly with our stories um which I think is for me part of what makes a good editor and oh, what I like you. in an editor what would you say makes you know a good editor I think someone who is meticulous someone who is tough but fair someone that can establish a really good relationship with the reporters so that there is that trust there as well I think that is incredibly important in terms of like workloads as well where a reporter will especially with some of the new reporters they've come up to me and said like, am I okay to talk to you about stories that I'm trying to work on but won't be expected in five minutes and I want reporters always to have that breathing space to give an atten a story the attention that it needs and not feel like they need to really bash something out something that goes in depth because I think that's something that Bristol Live does really well it really focuses on important issues and getting the full story out there not necessarily just putting out dribs and drabs yeah. You were obviously, you know, where all editors come from, really, um, a reporter. Mm -hmm. What do you think you miss the most and, and what do you like most about being an editor? What, what are the plus sides? I do. I do miss writing. Absolutely. I think it was quite a difficult transition for me when I went over to a content editor position where I kept pitching ideas for stories and they were like, no, 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 you're not supposed to be doing that anymore. So that was that was a difficult transition. Things that I spotted and I thought, oh, I'd love to interview that person. Or I'd love to get that story because I always loved going out, trying to get interviews from people that wouldn't necessarily talk initially and being able to present that story and 
sharing a story that maybe they thought no one would be interested in and shining a light on their lives. Um, in terms of editing, sorry, what was the question? What would I? Well, yeah, what, 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 what are the plus sides? Because a lot of people go listening into is important. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people go into journalism, myself, and, and obviously you two included. Mm to write and and to do that reporting so mm-hmm. you know it's interesting you know when people transfer over to editing oh, what you make you think, that progression yeah what what do you think the yeah. plus sides are i think definitely having a bit more responsibility and a say in how stories are presented or what stories are done and i think for me it's probably like that that trust factor and have it i'm still working with reporters on that story yes I might not be writing them or going out and getting those interviews but it's still being part of the process which I f- is massive value to me mm. what do you think you'll miss most about this particular newsroom the people yeah the people. yeah definitely um it, it's been a fantastic place to like learn and grow and 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 progress in terms of like news desking etc but yeah without a doubt the people and you, Yongi, you you know you can't say the same thing, so you're gonna have to come up with something I, else. I, I will miss I will miss the journalists here. Um, I've worked with that's saying the same thing. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've worked with not oh, just no, we're I not was, people. <laughs> I've mean, worked with outstanding young journalists, and uh, when I first came here, some incredibly you know incredibly experienced journalists that I've learned from. Um, you know, some of some of whom are just absolutely incredible writers. I remember when I first came to the Bristol Post. Um, we had a few human features writer called Tom Morris. And I remember I used to love reading his features. They were so well written. And then we had David Clancy, again, an awesome writer. Oh, his features are incredible. Yes. Yeah. And he, he wrote something about what is essentially an excavation at a church. And he wrote 1,500 words. And I read every single one of them and thought, this is incredible. And so I'm definitely going to miss reading really incredible and great copy. Um, and um, I'm definitely going to miss writing stories, um, as Bethan would tell you. It's it's a very difficult transition, especially when, you know, sometimes I've got to cover some of the subjects I've got to cover, homelessness, death in prison, all very not necessarily cheery stuff, but important stuff, I think. Uh, it's difficult to, to give that up, and, and yeah, so I'll, I'll miss that massively. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. And obviously Bethan's staying here um, <laughs> in Bristol. Mm. So hopefully we'll get to see her from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come visit um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you're also leaving Bristol. I am, um, yeah. How do you feel about that and what will you That breaks my heart. Bristol's my home uh, and I'll always consider it my home. Um, I am quite lucky that I have travelled to many, many different cities around the world. I remember stepping in San Francisco uh, two years back and thought, thinking, I love the city. One day I want to live in San Francisco. And then on the way back from San Francisco, I thought the only reason I want to stay in San Francisco is because it reminds me of Bristol. <laughs> and so then I knew that what you know, the city that I was truly in love with was Bristol. And I'm not saying it because this is a Bristol podcast, but it is actually the city that I'm just absolutely smithing and in love with and still am. I think leaving Bristol would be oh, it'd be really, really difficult. It's not like I can visit at any time. Um, every summer, I, I love to stay in Bristol. I never think, oh, summer's time to get away. I always want to stay in Bristol. Um, I enjoy everything about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I truly do. All it's good and bad things, but yeah. Well, we certainly hope that you return. And <laughs> I'll say again, 
we're going to very, very much miss you both. So thank yeah. you so much for talking to me today. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Well, ended that one with a bit of a tear in my eye. Sounds like they've got a very exciting future ahead of them. Uh, thanks, Michael. And thanks, Bethan, for that. Up next, we've got Alex Wood, and uh, he's just been for a haircut, so he's looking rather dapper. For those who, for don't, those who don't know, <laughs> for those who don't know, Alex is the master of preparation, and I have. Um, hurried him into the podcast room, which is mm. a closet. Don't uh, don't think it's anything fa- fancy. Yes, it's a it's a studio where <laughs> producer Chris gets uh, changed every morning from his bike gear. <laughs> is that what the smell is? <laughs> <laughs> but now you're panicking, aren't you? Because am, you haven't had time to prep for this. I've got zero idea what's coming. I mean, I, I feel like it's your fault a little bit. I mean, you went to get your haircut beforehand, and your quaff is more important, clearly. <laughs> Quaff. <laughs> Do you mean quiff? No, quaff. You well, quaff your hair. I've never heard of the word quaff. <laughs> well, not in that context. I mean, it's self-descriptive for you. I think. Yeah, I knew what you meant. Anyway, anyway. how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. For anyone who doesn't know, but I'm sure they do if they if they listen to the, this podcast regularly, um, you're quite often a host of it. Um, mm. We're speaking to Alex Wood, and um, yes. he's going to be on the podcast for the very last time today. This is it. Am I right? Michael Jackson once said. Yeah. (laughs) And very many other (laughs) people. people. Um, Am I right in saying that tomorrow is your last day? Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is it Um, for for me and Bristol Live. (laughs) No, no, we're we're still going to be here. For for me and and for Bristol Live. Oh, your relationship. My relationship with the the website, with the paper. Yeah. Um, How how do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm going to miss it massively. Um, Definitely the people. Yeah. And you, obviously, and obviously. Chris, and everyone else that works here, because um, I think, well, a lot of people read our stuff and listen to our stuff, but obviously they never really get to see the inner workings of the newsroom as much as we hope this podcast gives them a little insight. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't get to see, I suppose, all the things that go into just everyday in a newsroom. in the Everyday Bristol stresses, life. long hours. Yeah, and trust me, when you're in it, it's like... Oh my god, this is this is a nightmare. This is a hellish <laughs> scenario. But I um a bit of you always comes home, I hope. I like to think anyway, proud of what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that sort of um grind mm. I, I imagine it will be very similar where I'm going, but it I'll miss that, I think. I think there's there should be an importance placed on who you're sat next to. Um <laughs> I like how you're looking around like Yeah, yeah, you know <laughs> where I'm going with this. <laughs> Um, the people next to you are the ones you speak to most often in That's the office. Have you got anything to say about the people you sit, ne- sit, sit next to? Um, I mean, Tristan's great. <laughs> I, I love sitting next to Tristan. <laughs> and I think I'm opposite Sarah. Oh, you're one of, the, one of the new reporters. Oh, and, and obviously, yeah, I'd sit yeah. next to you on the right hand, <laughs> on the right hand side. Um, I, yeah, good, good little bubble we're in there. Yeah. I think good little space. We get a good mix of, um. Um, the and what about the people that sit behind you? Oh yes, of course. Well, I'm just—I'm usually glad I can't see them, Chris. So, <laughs> scathing. <laughs> um, yes, no, no. I uh, very fortunately, you—you you, we had a reshuffle recently, didn't we, with with the seating? Yes, and, we um, did. Very lucky. Obviously, you didn't move, Bronwyn. Obviously. Um, but yeah, Chris, you, you came and sat over our end of the room. 
and uh, what a wonderful addition you've been to that corner in the last few months. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just hope I'm not part of the reason why you're leaving, Alex. Well, I mean, I didn't want to get into it, but... <laughs> well, if there's, you know, on, on anything we should get into it now, you know, this is our last opportunity. There's, say what you need to say. Get off my chest, yeah. is what you're saying. No, there's... Um, no, uh, the, you guys are who I'm going to miss most. In fact, that, if anything, you guys were the reason that I, I, never, I didn't want to leave, you know, if, the newsroom. So... Yeah. I hope I've turned that conveniently round for absolutely a, on a, a, on a, a stumbling more... block. He's not talking about you, Chris. Collectively, so there's no, I'm going to be very democratic here. Um, just, just, just in case the audience think I hate Chris, I love Chris. Okay, <laughs> and uh, just let's me. just get let, let's get out. out there's of no there. bad feelings towards Chris. <laughs> Video, Chris. Podcast, Chris. On a on a serious note, though, mm. I'm I'm not surprised that despite you know your love for this newsroom and the people in it that you're going because what you've got ahead of you is is a really exciting opportunity do you want to describe what you're going to be doing yeah um i mean i don't know the ins and outs of of what it's going to be like but i'll be joining uh itv west country um so sort of one of our competitors i Mm. suppose in bristol they are based in the city so i'm not leaving bristol which is the main thing but um but yeah we're joining them in the new year as a production journalist which is uh, a role that I have only sort of heard of in terms of its description and what it's really going to entail. It's probably going to be slightly different to how I've imagined it, but um, <laughs> it's kind of a bit behind the scenes and uh, you know, a bit of filming, editing, um, doing stuff online, doing stuff for the program. Mm. Uh, so kind of cross, you know, different roles within making news for ITV. It's kind of how I think it's going to be. It's probably going to be very different. Um, but really excited. Is it with a sort of plan eventually to maybe go in front of the camera? Maybe. I, I don't know. Um, in all honesty, I, I maybe that might be an avenue that comes of it. Um, well, I mean, uh, the reason why I ask is because I think, you know, I'm, I'm being, I'm assuming here, but I think that maybe, you know, the the, the reason, some of the reason why you maybe were chosen for the role is because actually, despite us being a sort of uh, online news website and traditionally not a broadcaster, mm. we do use a lot of video. And you've had the opportunity um, at Bristol Live and in your pre- previous job at the Plymouth Herald. Yes, yeah, yeah. To Shut sort up. of get in front of the the camera, yeah. so to speak, and do uh, Facebook Lives. Yeah, yeah. And you actually really excel at that. Can you? <laughs> I, I, I would say no. <laughs> you do. You do very much excel at that. And. Do you want to describe how you came to sort of enjoy that kind of video mm. aspect of it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think broadcast has always been a direction I, I wanted to go to at some point in my career as a journalist or in the media. Um, and obviously we are digital first, um, previously well, still paper-based, and we do have a paper product. But so traditionally video wasn't our thing. But we've obviously made huge strides in the last few years. Um, video is now probably one of the most important parts of how we tell stories, especially online. Um, And I've always kind of been drawn to that side of what we do. And I think that probably comes back to this sort of long-term ambition to explore broadcast and either behind the camera or in front of, just do basically everything I can to work with video. And that's fortunately, I've come into print digital at a time where video's really taken off. And so they, you know, from day one, they've always been looking at, reporters who are happy to either work in stories where we're getting interviews you know that are being filmed or we're getting the interviewee to 
tell their story to the camera um, or even doing Facebook Lives, like you say. Mm -hmm. So it's never like, it, it wasn't like I came into working for the Herald or for Bristol with a, I want to be doing video. It was more a case of um, broadcast was already there. And they were saying to me, you know, let's, we want to encourage everyone to make use of the uh, equipment we've got and the editing and everything else. And something I've really yeah. enjoyed. And I think, you know, a lot of journalists in, in your position, in my position, you know, they, they do that from time to time. And But you've been quite good in making sure that you've utilised that whenever you can, which mm. is, means you've got this, like, fantastic showreel of um, <laughs> <laughs> Facebook Lives and various videos. What would you say, what's, like, the most memorable Oh, thing you've done so far in front of the camera i promise you i wouldn't ask you a question like this but now i have <laughs> um i've done i've had the pleasure of doing lots of different things and that's actually i imagine we all do as reporters because this job as we all know is varied to say the least yeah and a huge variety you, yeah. you know half of the things that feature in either my showreel or in my portfolio are things that i had no idea i'd ever report on and it just came in and then you're sent out um I've done some weird things like back in Plymouth we had a lot we did a story when freshers came back to uni and residents in sort of what is now a student area in Plymouth were getting a bit agsy about the noise and there was a lot of noise complaints so we went out on a student night and myself and the video editor there and he uh, basically would the idea was to go out and talk to students who were on a night out um, and to ask them whether they think they're being too loud and whether they would consider keeping it down. if they Drunk knew. students, broadcast gold. It, it is, yeah. Well, as you can imagine, we, we'd actually seen it done um, by another company, another broadcaster a few years previous. But I know that you get some really quality response. I knew we would get some, some funny interactions and we did. Um, we were up till like 2am doing that and the student bus from like one club to the next was a, a particular highlight of... Um, of mine when we were doing that singing <laughs> along to oh, I can't even remember what the song was but it was just as weird as you could get if you could imagine yeah um, but that was that really sounds good. really fun yeah and then in, I mean Bristol how many protests have we done yeah um, so many. and covered and some have really taken off um, I did one I didn't do a Facebook live but we, we did film it which was the uh, Extinction Rebellion group Yes, I remember who that. Who recently, well, they've done a few things actually now in Bristol, but I think it was in October they marched, walked from the bear pit to the magistrate's court and then spray-painted over the entrance. And Wow. Uh, yeah, it, it it was during a weekday as well when the court was open. So And the court, if you don't visit there often, have their own sort of security team inside. And I said to these guys beforehand, you know, just double-check what the plan was. And they said, yeah, yeah we're going to spray-paint it. And so you do realise it's going to provoke a reaction from the security inside it's not like some member of staff is going to no, see it's it not like a police. council building or something like no, that no no you know? i said there's going to be a reaction and they were like yeah 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 you know that's fine um and you know if that's their decision that was their decision as a reporter you're there i suppose to, to report on events so i i'm stood there filming and it, it you know it well and truly kicked off big time and we actually did um you know a fair few stories on it which if you've not seen it, obviously head to the website. Um, <laughs> always, yeah. always plugging your your stories. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. A little uh, BristolLive.co.uk, you know. Um, <laughs> well, now it'll be ITV, of course. What What's yeah. the thing that you're most looking forward to for working for that company? I think just a new challenge, new year, new new challenge, new me. <laughs> <laughs> new year, new um, me. Yeah, just I think a different 
I've, I've got obviously a few colleagues that have also made this type of move and a couple of friends who also work for the same company and you know they've had nothing but good words to say and, and it's I think for anyone coming from papers you know we're trained in a certain way and obviously for broadcasters they're trained in a certain way and I'm, in, I'm looking forward to the challenge of actually kind of throwing myself into their world yeah because you know stories that work for us obviously may not work for them in the same way and and vice versa so it's going to be like I say a challenge but I'm looking forward to getting into that basically absolutely and we're going for a drink tomorrow night as well to celebrate you leaving us I can't I can't tell you how sad I am (laughs) um I may have shed a little bit of a tear when you first told us um he you know you, you send you sent an email to us whilst you were in court so you didn't have to be there whilst we read it. <laughs> it and, was uh, convenient yeah yeah it was ideal. i was flabbergasted to say, <laughs> to say the least yes. um but yeah i'm very much looking forward to seeing your work and um you know sort of tracking your future so yeah and vice versa yeah I'm so good luck you guys go yeah but thank you for having me on thanks alex and thank you for putting up with me sat next to me no problem <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alex. You're very much going to be missed. Looking forward to that drink on Friday when we'll celebrate everything that you've got in front of you. Definitely a bright future ahead. That's all we've got time for this week. I hope you're with me in wishing all three of the guys best of luck in the future. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. If you want to get in touch, please follow us on at IBL Podcast on Twitter or you can follow me, your host today, at Bron Weatherby. To you, our dear listeners, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we will see you again in January.